soon the rebellion will be crushed and you will be one of us. Before then, why not sit back and enjoy a new episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. This week we have another great show for all of you. We have an interview with Episode 9 director J.J. Abrams. We have another duel of the fakes to break your brain, a tweet of the week, a bomb defusal manual, and no surprises whatsoever on this episode. Patreon supporters, a shout out today to Darth Taxes. He is joined at the $5 Fake Jedi Knight tier. And also, hey, Darth Taxis, you are a part of the Starship Sabres and Scoundrels podcast, which we love here at Faking Star Wars Radio. And so give him a listen if you haven't gone over there and checked out his podcast. It's fantastic. If you haven't joined our Patreon yet, we urge you to do so. We have fantastic prizes starting as low at the $5 level and working all our way up to equal your entire bank account. With me today, we have several co-hosts. Both Teeb and IG69 are going to pop their head into the studio at some point. Um, but for right now, I am Storm Duper. You can follow me on Twitter at DuperStorm. And if you have any questions for us or you want to uh, criticize me for anything, go ahead on Twitter and let me have it. I am ready to respond. You can't hurt my feelings because I'm not real. Well, hey IG, it's been a few weeks, and it's time for another installment of Duel of the Fakes. Oh, I can't wait. My excitement. Yeah, you've uh, you've had some trouble, you know, but I think you won the last one, didn't you? I believe so. Yeah, so that's two victories now, so you're doing pretty well. Let's see if you can get on a roll with two in a row. And All uh, right. for this Duel of the Fakes, uh, oh, by the way, if you have any ideas for Duel of the Fakes, you can send them in to us at uh, DuperStorm on Twitter or at Willy Bobo on Twitter. And if we like your ideas, we'll definitely use them. Uh, but in lieu of that, this one it comes to us from Willy Bobo. And it says, nothing like a little Duel of the Fakes in the summer. Am I right, IG? It's the galaxy's oh. favorite pastime. It's better than, like, um, cold beer and barbecues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. On this hotter-than-Mustafar edition of Duel, we'll be focusing on Star Wars leaks throughout the years. That's actually, did you know, that's actually how I got started with faking Star Wars originally? No, I did not. Yeah, um, I was working, actually, for Lucasfilm. Uh, I was responsible for choosing when to release certain leaks to try to get the most kind of uh, momentum going before the films. Oh, great. And um, then uh, fake some outrage about it. Yeah, well, I was fired for uh, for releasing too many leaks too soon. So. Oh, I thought it would be for not releasing enough leaks at the right time. <laughs> well, I did both, but anyway. So, uh, here's a refresher on how it works. I'm going to read off three headlines. They should all be fake, but actually there's one very, very sneaky news story trying to subvert things, pretending to be fake like a little mole. And it's IG's job to call out the lying, cheating, two-faced, true story. We're not a fan of truth on this show. Are you ready, IG? Ready and willing. You are a veteran by now. What are you? You're two for five, I think, right? Two for four, two for five? I believe one, you did one with the uh, um, with team? other announcer. Yes. Team, the other announcer. Team. Yes. I don't know. Yes, Faking Star Wars is now a sports a sports broadcast. Yes, we have uh, annu- announcers, not hosts. <laughs> yes, the other, the other host. Are you ready Whatever. for Faking Star Wars? In the right corner, it's team. In the left corner, it's IG69. Uh, that would be good. That's actually a great idea. We should film an ep- uh, record an episode of uh, the podcast in a uh, octagon or, or in a squared circle, huh? That would be awesome. Who would win in a fight between IG69 and Teeb to be the permanent co-host of Faking Star Wars Radio? You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's not a fight to be the host. It's a it's a fight to not be the host. The winner gets to never host again. 
<laughs> All right. First up, at Star Wars Celebration Europe in 2016, Felicity Jones accidentally leaked the fact that Darth Vader was in Rogue One. So, second one. On to our second headline. It should be fake, but it may be a true story in disguise. The greatest twist ending in film history was actually leaked by David Prowse two years before The Empire Strikes Back hit theaters. During an appearance in Berkeley, California, Prowse revealed the bombshell to inquiring fans. Are you familiar with who David Prowse is? No, not particularly. Oh, this is good. Uh, David Prowse is actually the actor who played Darth Vader in the original trilogy. Oh, the um, oh, okay, the uh, like the guy, the actual guy in the suit. That's right, the Scottish guy who did the acting portion, and then James Earl Jones voiced that later in ADR. But uh, David Prowse was responsible for all the blocking and all the moves. So, hmm. yeah. Here's the third totally fake but maybe true story. Infamous, infamous prequel leaker Spoiler Man returned to the scene in 2014 with a treasure trove of pictures from the set of The Force Awakens. You feeling the heat, IG? Think you've got this one? Let's hear Ooh. it. Which is the real fake one? Which is the one posing as a fake? Is it Felicity Jones with loose lips leaking Vader's cameo in Rogue One? Or David Prowse, spoiling the ending to Empire two years early to a bunch of Berkeley hippies. Or Spoiler Man leaking images from the set of The Force Awakens. What do you think? I'm going to go with uh, number one, Felicity Jones. Because I remember that kind of coming out is like, oh, Vader's out. And everyone was like getting really excited about it. And Right. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I for know some reason. I kind of wonder about that. I mean... Felicity Jones, I have fantasized about her having very loose lips. Um, I don't know. But as we know, not all fantasies can become reality. Mm. Yeah. Well, now think about this because um, now I, I may be doing a double fake here, you know. Uh, it was kind of common knowledge before Rogue One that Vader was going to be in it. I mean, most people knew that there was a whole scene with Vader in the movie. I'm but not wasn't sure. that... But was that... Okay... Was that part of the original plan in the movie, or was that leaked out, and then just everyone was like, yeah, yeah, Vader's going to be in it? I think, I think there's just a lot of speculation that they did it because they were worried about uh, people not going to the movie after they did reshoots. And Gareth yeah. Edwards was kind of booted off the project for the last few months, so some people said, well, they released the information about Vader to just keep people interested, and so they would... Mm, yeah, I, I can... Yeah. Uh, I, I guess, um, I, I don't think it's the, uh, the one about empire because that, um, well, either it was leaked to people who never talked to about it, or I think mm -hmm. I would have heard more about that. Okay. Okay. Um, and cause like the ending to empire is pretty, pretty big, right? You yeah. Know, that would have been, uh, and, and the thing is, um, well, there, at the time there was a following for, uh, a new hope. It. Star Wars wasn't really that big until the Empire Strikes Back was finished. That's like, true. That's the movie that really, really sucked everyone in. Um, and I, I could totally see Lucas um, uh, or, or or people on on uh, the prequels trying to leak things to um, bring in like more people, get more excitement and hype about it. However. Well, you did say photos. You didn't say anything about the plot lines or anything like that, right? Um, right, yeah. Oh, by the way, I was just going to say, I mean, when I think about the prequels, uh, that's really when things start to leak. Yeah, well, that, yes. Yeah. That's the that's more the... Um, I, if they leaked pictures, because like, visually, it's they're all fine. Like, do right? you remember those Pampers commercials where they have that, like, that little toddler walking around looking sad and forlorn in the hallway, and they go like... Tommy has a diaper that leaks, you know? Like, that was my heart when The Phantom Menace finished up. Tommy is a youngling. Was His midichlorian count is very high. Yeah. Is this the leaky diaper of a heart? Thanks, George Lucas. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well, I would say it would be, it'd be one. It, it, it'd have to be uh, Rogue One or um, or uh, pre, uh, prequels because that's both. 
leaks are now strategic. You mean, and you mean the, Force like the, the Force Awakens? The Force Awakens. So wait, wait, wait. Force Awakens. Yeah. So 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 Spoiler Man was finding pictures online of Force Awakens. Oh, what? Where, where did I get? Where did I get the prequels? Well, because his because he's um, yeah. Oh, because he spoiled the prequels. Spoiler okay. Man. Spoiler Man. Yeah. He used oh, okay. to. He was leaking prequel stuff. That's how he got famous, I guess. Okay, so I misheard that. So yeah, he's became famous for leaking leaking prequel stuff, and then he leaked uh, Force Awakens stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I do remember there being um, like several leaks from the Force Awakens, but then I think there were several leaks from Rogue One as well. It all seems to be like just a, a thing. I, I, I'll stick with my answer. Okay. Let's do yep. a, let's make a deal on this. Um, mm-hmm. So you've chosen, and now I'm going to reveal one of the answers that is fake. Okay? Okay. And then you'll have a chance to change. Okay? Okay. All right. Um, well, the leak about Spoiler Man is fake. It's not oh. true. Yeah. Actually, what happened is very fascinating. Several people, including myself, claimed to be Spoiler Man during the sequel trilogy era, which is still going on, of course. But none of them were uh, actually the ones responsible for that very first big picture dump where we saw the Millennium Falcon and that creature on uh, Jakku. Um, they were actually leaked Oops. by TMZ. Okay. Yeah. So that sec- that last one is actually fake. So now what do you want to do? Do you want to stay with your original guess or do you want to change? Hmm. Well, of course, the smart money would be to change. That would be smart odds. That's right. Yes, it would improve the odds. But I'm pretty sure I would have heard about, uh, like, the uh, if the end of Empire Strikes Back had been leaked, because that would have been... Well, maybe it's just, like, it happened so long ago, it was, like, before my time. And No, I'm, I'm going to do the stupid thing. I'll, I'll stay with my answer. Okay. Well, you're right. That was the stupid thing, because the second story is the one that is true. Damn. Yes, <laughs> David Prowse actually did uh, leak it. The thing about Felicity Jones actually uh, is only partially fake. There is a kernel of truth to it. What actually happened was the Chinese actor Jiang Wen, and uh, pardon my pronunciation, um, we try to be very cultural inclusive on the podcast, so uh, I don't mean any offense by mispronouncing his name. Uh, but the, the guy who played Baze Malbus... Mm-hmm. He actually, he actually, he actually screwed up, and he actually unintentionally revealed that Donnie, uh, Donnie Yen's character Chirut Imwe was going to die mm-hmm. at the end of the film. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So there was actually a leak uh, that happened there at Star Wars Celebration, but it was not uh, relating to um, Felicity Jones or anything about Darth Vader. So Yeah, again, I guess it makes sense because Darth Vader could have just been something they had always planned. Like, it maybe just wasn't a secret so that you can't leak something that everyone knows. That's right, that's right. So anyway, yeah. uh, um, but, unbelievably... But wait, wait, wait. So, so, they leaked, so they leaked the end of Empire to a bunch of Berkeley students who didn't believe it, and so... <laughs> yeah, I didn't guess. Didn't bother passing on the leak. <laughs> I have the actual a screenshot of the original article. And it says, so this is dated, um, you know, before A New Hope comes out. And it says, uh, he offered up a glimpse of a possible plot for the second sequel. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, the young hero in the first film, played by Mark Hamill, are hooked up in a, in a lightsaber battle when Luke learns that Darth is, in fact, his long-lost father. Father can't kill son, son can't kill father, Prowse said. So they live again in Star Wars Episode uh, six. So wow. There you, there you go. Well, yeah. I could see people not not believing that. Like, if they'd only watch, if the only movie they'd ever watched was the was A New Hope, it doesn't because they're thinking, oh, but Obi Wan said, um, "I knew your father," and Darth Vader killed your father. Right. Because, like, okay, as much as the how awesome that is, it's also really stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make. Every sense, I mean, every narrative arc is not tied up to that, but yeah, for, well, I mean, I think the reason it was so shocking was because of the way it was delivered. It was the way it was shot. It wasn't, it wasn't something that was so out of left field. It wasn't like that kind of twist. It was just that it was so dramatic 
and I think made so much sense when it happened, but no, no one really saw it coming on that level. That's probably why yeah. it worked, you know? Kind of like when somebody pushes you off the end of a cliff. It's like, yeah, I knew this was a possibility, but I just didn't think that IG was going to do that to me. You, you should always expect me to do that to you. Right. So, well, there you go. A great, a great edition of Duel of the Fakes. And uh, this is becoming kind of a regular thing. I am kind of wondering if we just are not going to be able to do a podcast without Duel of the Fakes at this point. What do you think? Well, it, I guess at some point we might run out of fakes. Oh, no, wait. We have a new movie coming up. <laughs> Duel of the Fakes. And now a nice word from one of our fantastic sponsors. Slip and fall in the cantina. Pesky Gung and Ram Jaspita. Our advocates at Tawneth, Tawneth and Hill are always on call. I was at the Outlander Club and some stupid droid ran over my Leku tentacle and Tawneth, Tawneth and Hill got me enough credits to get me a new moisture farm. Tawneth, Tawneth and Hill for the galaxy. Main offices located on Monolist. Retainer fees must be paid in full before any representation takes place. And we're back. Well, Teeb, it's time to do another poll, which I know you enjoy very much. Well, I do love the Twitter, so yeah, I yeah. love polls. So uh, there's been a lot of argument and backlash and um, I would even say hate speech around an incident that happened this week surrounding none other than Ryan Johnson and a, I dare I say, I don't want to use the word popular, infamous uh, YouTuber. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do, actually. Uh, I just found out about this guy, Mike Zero. Yeah, it's Zero. hard. It's, it's hard to not want to say Mike Zero, isn't it? I mean, the guy sets himself up. Let's face it. Yeah, when you set him up that fat, it's just you kind of got to pass by because there's just there's it would be an indignity to make that joke, right? Yeah, but I still will. So here's the here's the backstory. Um, Ryan Johnson was talking to none other than Star Wars Junkman uh, on Twitter, and Ryan uh, said that when they were in production on Episode Eight, there was a guy on the production team who kept an eye on online rumors. Yes, believe it or not. Um, Disney does pay one person to look at online rumors about the movies that they're making. They're, How do I get that show? Yeah, I know, right? So Seriously. at some point they started to use his last name, Zero, as a verb. Uh, like, throws trash at a basket, but it slips out of your hand and falls behind you. Zeroed it. So like when you really screwed up or whatever, or when you just you know, didn't hit the mark at all. So they were kind of using it pejoratively. And I, I think it's really mean to make fun of somebody who's just uh, posting drivel on YouTube. Don't you? Where would we be? Yeah. If every time somebody posted something stupid and inane on YouTube that they were being ridiculed and mocked mercilessly by giant corporations that are ruled by mice. We'd have time for nothing Ooh. left. Now there would be no time for anything else left, huh? This is true. So um, the, this has caused a big backlash against Ryan Johnson, who uh, previously was just held in high esteem by all Star Wars fans after the release of The Last Jedi. So he's sort of done a 180 in fans' eyes the last few days. It is funny how sympathy begets popularity. Oh, yeah. So there's been some fans yeah. that have actually been trying yeah. to get people to subscribe to his YouTube as sort of um, a payback, you know? So my question is, how many people do I need to piss off so that uh, people will uh, justify my meager digital existence here in the Twitter sphere and podcast world? I think that's a really good question, and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. There's a term for this uh, called wrestling with uh, porgs, ah, where, really? you, yeah, where you essentially find a giant person and you say something that gets their attention, uh, and then they come down to your level mm -hmm. and they wrestle with you and then they get all the mud on you and on themselves. And then they, um, uh, you know, it, it, essentially you, you gain fame by getting the attention of some giant mogul or professional sure. or whatever it it's is. It's kind of like what happened with that, uh, diver in Thailand when Elon Musk started to call him a pedo. Now all of a sudden that guy is super famous, right? Well, he's got Ryan, Ryan, whatever his name is, Johnson, all up his 
can right now and all these people <laughs> following him so right. it's like who's laughing who's laughing now <laughs> do you think it's because like they resent the fact that people are trying to expose their production or do you just think that they find it annoying i mean if i were in that position i would be thrilled that people were trying to expose what was happening in the film it's free marketing I mean, who are these people i you know that's the funny thing um where i where I am gainfully employed, I don't have time to worry about what other people think. I have right. to do my thing and I I have to make sure that I'm in line with what I need to worry about and all the other chaff and superfluous crap that's going on around me that has nothing to do with me. I don't have time to worry about it or focus on it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me that these people have so much time on their hands when I'm creating, I don't have very much time on my hands to do anything other than create. Yeah. But they have time to worry about some I think he's Canadian or Swedish. What is this guy? Who is this Mike Zero? Is he Swedish? I don't know. He he has a just the faintest little breath of an accent. I mean, I I think he's probably bilingual. I I wouldn't be surprised if he knows another language because I just when I hear him speak, there's just something a bit off about it, you know, it to where it's not off it's just it makes him it makes him feel like he to sounds me, like, like mark zuckerberg trying to sound like a human <laughs> right that's what it is it's almost let's like not, he's been sent down by mean here it sounds like he's been sent down from a galaxy far far away into our universe to in, inhabit a human personage shell a shell and then he's been told to say human sounding words Right, and it's just a little bit off, and and I and I got that. I only watched one video, the one where he talks about Luke Skywalker coming back. Yep, and he did sound a little bit off to me. It's it's not even his pronunciation. It's it's just sort of there's a weirdness about the way he talks that makes you feel like maybe he's a computer program or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's it's like <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, and I have nothing against the guy. I think no. I only watched. That video so i think it's kind of and, and again he's laughing on the way to the bank because he's getting all these people that are talking about him right now including us oh where... yeah well i mean it's sort of i mean this happened with ryan johnson now it's going to happen again with faking star wars i mean he's wrestling with uh, you know some more poor wrestling all our followers now are going to go over to mike zero and his his uh his youtube subscriptions are going to triple i mean he's only at half a million he's going to be well over a million and a half after our podcast is released so uh, absolutely i mean that's yeah. just the way it is um but what is he though? Is he Canadian? I don't know. <laughs> I, need know. I, 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 I need to know this. <laughs> I haven't been interested enough to Google it. And that that is saying a lot because that takes absolutely no effort. <laughs> Four seconds. Yeah, I think that's going to be the new insult in the world. It's like I didn't Google it even. You know, like I just yeah. I don't I care that little. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, That's we do have thing. a poll about this, uh, you know, yes, yes. fiasco, and uh, <laughs> this is from Willie Bobo. You can fo- follow him at Faking Star Wars on Twitter, and he says, "Hey, Ryan Johnson, uh, who is the real hero uh, <laughs> of the day? Um, is it Ryan Johnson, Mike Zero, none of the above, or Kathleen?" Kennedy. She always mm. sneaks in there when you're least expecting her and ruins your childhood. Um, so who do you think? Is it Ryan, Mike, none of the above, or Kathleen Kennedy? Who is the hero of all of this back and forth? I do believe because, it is uh, Kathleen you understand, Kennedy. Like, uh, the reason Ryan Johnson got involved to begin with was because the story got picked up uh, that Zero said that uh, the Johnson trilogy was going to be canceled. So that's what was originally the reason for his involvement is that he's completely still making this trilogy, right? It's not a fake thing. He's definitely making it. So that's what is why... this trilogy going to be? That's what I was going to ask you about. Is this? Gonna... Oh. It's not going to be a Skywalker trilogy. No, that's the, the the word on the street is this is going to be Star Wars, but in a different part of the galaxy we've never seen before. So my guess is even things like the Force that we hold so dearly, you know the. The concepts are going to be completely different. My guess is they're just basically going to use sort of the appearance of it being a Star Wars movie to make a completely different swashbuckling kind of thriller. Like Ice Pirates. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Like yeah. they'll be fighting for for ice and well, water. Well, see, I actually, I actually was hoping when episode seven came out that it was going to be a, a story of piracy because I was trying to imagine in my mind, okay, the Death Star has been destroyed, the Empire is on its last leg. Those people are not going to be in control. So what what better role for them than to become like kind of a pirate legion, you know, that go around the galaxy terrorizing people? And I thought that would have been a neat way to go. No, JJ just reinvented it as the first order, and it's basically Empire 2.0. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe uh, Ryan will take my uh, take my message uh, that I I sent to him in a sealed envelope. Uh, through the real mail, and he'll take oh it my seriously. God. Yeah, they're good. Uh, the FBI is going to come after you because if you send somebody a letter with a stamp with words on yeah. it these days, you are a psychopath. One hundred percent. Well, there's least, something wrong with you. <laughs> at least this way, at least this way, he can't retweet uh, or you know post a screenshot of what I said. I suppose he can take a picture of the letter. Yeah, but... he could totally do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote it. You can't do on Twitter. Nothing. I, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just wrote it to him, you know, hoping that he would he would go nuts with this and and do something that would not piss off half the fans, but piss off all the fans. That's really his problem. He he has half of the people with him. So so who do you I'm think? One of the people who actually liked Last Jedi. I actually liked it. So yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, because it wasn't the Force Awakens where. As soon as I got home from seeing The Force Awakens, and, you know, I was in the press screening and all that good stuff. Of course. Um, my friend sent me a direct message and said, just tell me, am I going to hate this? And I said, you're not going to hate it, but you're probably not going to love it. And then right after he actually saw it himself, he wrote me back and he said, it was basically just a new hope. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to kind of defend against it, but I was like, mm, yeah, okay, you got it, you got it, you're right. But with The Last Jedi, all the predictability was taken out of it, but they still tied it into Empire Strikes Back enough, in my opinion, that I could see where they were doing it, where they were tying it into Empire Strikes Back without it being just a complete rehash of yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Well, there so, were some elements... I think there were some yeah, elements from from Return of the Jedi as well that were heavily yes. borrowed for uh, Last Jedi, which I think was intentional. I mean that throne yes. throne room scene, obviously. Uh, yes. So so wait, you you got a press pass to see The Force Awakens. How how early was that screening before the actual film came out? Um, a couple weeks. Was it really that far in advance? Yeah, it might have been a week. Yeah, I mean it was. A, it's been a while now, but it was. Uh, I remember that the publicist actually said that. Um, he, he liked dealing with me as opposed to a lot of other people because, uh, I couldn't get a guest to go with me. So, um, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't find somebody to go see early. No, usually when I get my screening invites, I get uh, me plus a guest and there was no guest that could be had for Uh, this one because it's such a big movie. And and I was like, that's fine. Not a problem. And he said, most people were, you know, not happy, (laughs) but I was actually, yeah, the people like the team. I don't know what to say. Huh. They like the team. So how does that but, yeah. work if you bring a guest to a film like that? I mean, do they have to have you sign a contract and sign your life away to not reveal anything? Believe it or not, I've only ever had to sign two NDAs, uh, non-disclosure agreements. Right. Um, one was for the counselor because, spoiler alert, somebody's head pops off like a freaking grapefruit. Wow. Uh, yeah. I've not movie. seen that movie. It's not a great movie. <laughs> and can't think of the name of the movie now, but after after the movie, I walked up to the to the, the handler and I said, why did you make me sign a non-disclosure agreement for this stupid film? It was ah. the dumbest thing. I, what am I going to reveal? That it was garbage? Right. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what happens sometimes, I think, with those Lemon movies is they make people <laughs> sign something so that it doesn't hurt their marketing any more than it already is going to be. Well, G.I. Joe, they just flat out canceled the screening. I got an invite for it, and then they were like, oh, we're canceling the screening for Is all right? the press. Yeah, because Whoa. they were like, it's such garbage. We don't want, you guys. don't want anyone to know. Which is funny because, you know, they always say that there's no such thing as bad publicity, and they'd rather you say good or bad or ugly things about anything than not anything at all. Because, like Mike Zero knows, people are talking about it. That's right. It doesn't matter if it's good, as long as people are talking about it. I think uh, somebody wrote a book about that in the 80s, and he's doing pretty well for himself right now. He's got buildings I around think so. places. Yes. yes. You, might, you might know. <laughs> Does he have any position of power? I do believe he is the emperor is right he? now. All right. I was surprised. 
uh, at the result. So Ryan, Mike, none of the above, or Kathleen Kennedy? I actually think Kathleen Kennedy is the winner because nobody's talking about her right now other than us. I mean, most people are, are really upset about the uh, the other, you know, the Ryan and J.J. Abrams. And this does sort of take Mike the heat off of uh, – it does sort of take the heat off of Kathleen and put a little bit more on Ryan, doesn't it? Absolutely. It reminds me of the uh, Gilbert Gottfried thing I just saw with uh, the NFL oh, where they course. were talking about how kneeling and the male cheerleaders are great for the NFL because nobody's talking about concussions right now. And Ka- Kathleen Kennedy is essentially Absolutely. the concussion of the Star Wars universe. Sure. She is to Star Wars what tragic brain injuries are to undereducated um, young athletes. That's fantastic. I love the metaphors you come up with. Well, the winner is Mike Zero. He's the hero of the day with 45%. Uh, none of the above, actually, Grant is second place with 35 for the silver medal. Ryan Johnson comes in at 16, and Kathleen Kennedy a measly 4%. So even though uh, they are trying to get the heat off of her, it doesn't look like it's working. People haven't bought in. See, people, people I don't know. They, they Nobody's talking about her, like I said. It's funny how little people are talking about her right now, if you think about it, because there's so many people that are so upset about so many things about Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. Star Wars is this, that, and the other thing. Mm. And she's the she's the front runner. She's the, you know, she's the HMFIC, and she is dropping the ball, according to a lot of people. I'm not one of them. So but, what are some yeah. of the secret stories you've heard through your non-disclosure agreement network? <laughs> Nobody talks in that. <laughs> I'd like to tell you that I know something that you don't know, but I don't know anything. Disney is Disney, man. They will cut you. They will drop you in the aisle, blood in the popcorn. You know what I mean? Wow, like yeah. they'll, they'll just kill you. <laughs> right. I narrowly I escaped. Actually, narrowly escaped that myself. We were at a advanced screening of the Last Jedi that I secretly weaselled my way into in Asia. Um, mm. I was over there before the movie came out, and actually we had to lock the door, and we wore um, bulletproof vests and everything during it, so it was quite it. intense. I don't doubt it. If you're interested you're in wrong. that, you can you can actually go back on our YouTube channel. Uh, before we were uh, putting these up on iTunes and uh, Google Play, we actually have a two-hour live screening uh kind of audio recording of that event so um yeah go ahead and check it out if you haven't listened to it out there definitely yeah well ig uh episode nine started to film a few weeks ago have you been on set yet uh of course uh, i'm actually directing the movie oh cool well, uh, there have been some leaks that have gotten out and some rumors. And as you know, here at Faking Star Wars, we love to give every opinion a chance to be heard. We believe in equity and freedom of speech. With that in mind, uh, let's talk about Episode Nine here. Some of the things that are coming out. Um, have you heard any of the, the rumors? Well, I, mean, I know them all. So, I mean, you can tell me the rumors and I'll let you know if they're uh, correct or not. Well... Let's start with what we do know. Uh, there were some photos that came out, um, and, I mean, these are all over Twitter, all over the Internet. Have you seen any of those photos from the set? Well, of course, but I was young, and I needed the money at the time. <laughs> One of the most intriguing photos that everyone's talking about is, of course, uh, the Millennium Falcon on what looks like some kind of forest planet. Um People have been speculating that it's Endor, but, you know, I wasn't sure because I took a very close look in uh, MS Paint and I zoomed in on the pixel level and I tried to do a color match with uh, my old VCR copy of um, The Return of the Jedi and I uh, actually the paint XYZ paint uh, code numbers were just off by a hair. So I'm actually not convinced that it's Endor. Oh, oh no, it's Kashyyyk. Oh, is it Kashyyyk? No, I'm joking. It's totally Endor. This movie's going to be full of Ewoks. Okay. Well, because, okay, well, hold on there but about the Ewoks. But they crossbred with Gungans and okay. have now reached, like, the most <laughs> annoying species possible. Transspeciesism, I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they're, they were they were all very pansexual. Great. So um, suddenly you, you now have, uh, like, the Ewok, little furry Ewoks with, like, the floppy ears, and they all talk like Jar Jar Binks. Oh great! I can't wait for that. Well, oh yeah. Um, the uh, some people think uh, there looked like there might be palm trees uh, in that image, and of course it's a little bit unclear. 
but that might mean that it's like Tanta, um, uh, Yavin four. No, I mean, interesting because that's where Poe's mom and dad apparently come from, according to the comic books. No, no, no. Endor has Endor has a beach area. Okay, but you you don't think the entire planet has only one like um, topographical terrain feature? That would be a ridiculous idea. Yeah, if they just had one one planet, one setting in Star Wars, it's not all carnivorous forest. There's a huge there's a huge uh, tropical range to it as well. I mean, Hmm. uh, have you read the Endor travel brochure? Not yet. Maybe we can have a an excerpt of Maybe that on the next time. episode. Yes, yes. Track that down for us. So I'd love to read it. Yeah. Um, well, so that's one thing. Interesting. I mean, of course, we knew the Falcon was going to be in it. I actually was kind of wondering if it might be... Uh, now, you've seen the Han Solo movie, right? Yes. That planet at the very end where Han and Chewie go to track down Lando um, and to, to get the Millennium Falcon... Remember, uh, they go in and where he's playing, uh, uh, playing uh, Sabacc. Yes, that yes, was a jungle okay. planet, and so I kind of um, wonder if that might be, you know, Lando's hideout where he goes after the events of Return of the Jedi. After he hears that his, uh, you know, his friend has died, maybe they go and find him there on that planet, or or a completely different one. I mean, it could be. It. They could be like really do any planet, and it's all equally easy. They don't always have to go to the same planets again and again. I'm not Which, prepared. And they haven't been doing that. I'm not really prepared for that kind of um, innovation in my movies. I'd like things a little bit more kind of relating to what I already know. Star Wars doesn't seem to have a problem with going to the same planet again and again. Yeah. Well, let's see now. I mean, other than Tatooine, um, there's not a lot of uh, planets that get reused. Like, Dagobah gets done twice and very briefly the second time. Okay, so Tatooine was in five, right? It was in all three Uh, prequels, and it was in A New Hope, and it was Return of the Jedi. Right. Right. Okay, and and then Jakku is kind of Tatooine 2.0. Yes, okay, that's that's definitely, like, it's a Tatooine ripoff, but... Uh, like other than like the planets seem to be used appropriately to where people need to go to do things. Right. Right. Like, okay, well I'm from here, so I'm going to go here because I have to go home. Mm. Right. That's, that's basically, it's, it's appropriate. Um, I don't think it's just like, oh, Hey, we, we did that one planet in this one movie. So we all have to go here again because it's not hard to make up a random name for a planet, assign it a terrain and film it. Because it's all green screen, of course. Are so there, are there be, any other? Oh, sorry. Could be ahead. any planet. Like a leak of a the Millennium Falcon uh, in a forest doesn't doesn't mean that you can identify where the Millennium Falcon is. It's right. on a forest planet. The only thing you know is that planet is all forest. <laughs> And all Millennium Falcon. It's a Millennium. Yes, it's it. a planet made out of Millennium Falcons. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, another part of the that photo leak that came out that I I really like creatures. You know, that's one of the things that got me into Star Wars when I was young. And it's kind of a shot of Finn. I think Finn and Poe. I think on a hill. And in the background, there's these beasts about the size of, like, the Budweiser um, Clydesdale horses. Okay. But they're real shaggy, almost like a, a wampa. I would say they're kind of a cross between, like, a shaggy shaggy gray Falcor sort of wampa thing and, like, a big horse. And people were riding them. Okay. Yeah. It looked, I mean, it actually looked like they were using real horses. Like, and then they had some sort of lights on the front, like on their bridle. I don't know if those lights were were actual, like, um, in-universe uh, pieces of costume or if they were some sort of um, marker for the camera so that they could go in and do some CGI work later. So was it like the horses were wearing a costume or this was a rough CGI of uh, what they would look like in the movie? Well, what I'm thinking is that in the movie, they actually use horses that are horses, but then somehow mm-hmm. in the plot, they have to uh, camouflage the horses somehow with some costume. 
So part of the movie, because you know that you know that Poe is really good at uh, at uh, he's like a seamstress, right? I mean, you saw the job he did on his jacket in uh, the Last Jedi. So probably, oh, yeah. probably he needs to you know stitch together these large horse costumes in the first half of the film, and that's that's probably where some of the dramatic tension comes from. Well, they wouldn't have a horse; they would have a horse-like thing. Well, yeah, but but don't you think it would be unexpected if it actually was just a horse? I mean, remember in the Ewok movies, they had a pony. So that is canon. That oh, You are correct. <laughs> yes. they, did. they had a, yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so like cool looking creatures, I thought. Uh, you know, JJ got the creatures right in The Force Awakens. That's one thing he did do, I think. Um, so it'll be exciting to see what these things are and if they actually make it into the movie because sometimes they do these uh, and then they don't even use them. But, I, I just want I just want a new uh, Admiral Porg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. and I can command of something. What but if on the, the Porg is riding the horse? one of those little hats. Yeah, the Porg could be riding the horse like and you know, captaining them, captaining, captaining them into battle. No, I, I want to see like Darth Porg. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Kylo's new apprentice. Oh, they could be the Knights of Ren. The Porgs could secretly be the Knights of Ren. That would be adorable. Yeah, adorable evil. Um, another uh, another leak that's sort of more speculation, I guess. But uh, now this could actually be a real spoiler. So uh, we've heard some of this before. It might have been a plot point from Force Awakens that's sort of getting reshuffled here. It would be the first time that Lucasfilm and Disney have ever done anything like that. But the idea is that when Luke uh, died at the end of The Last Jedi... Well, uh, what? 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 Yes, what I know. Oh, by the way, uh, I was watching the Red Letter Media's uh, little um, episode on The Last Jedi. He made a very good point. What happened to Luke's mechanical hand? Uh, when he absorbed into the force. And that got me thinking, I mean, what if Luke had like some fillings in his teeth or like a bone graft or even his clothing? I mean, why is it that those things also become part of the force, right? I mean, it's sort of the opposite of what you'd expect, like in Terminator, at least when they go back in time, they have to do it naked, right? Well, when Obi-Wan became a force ghost, um, it was just his cloak that got left. Right. So where did Obi-Wan get his clothes when he came and reappeared to Luke in uh, Empire Strikes Back? Well, he uh, he totally left with all of his like shirts and stuff like that. It was just the robe. It was like the robe fell down and that's it. So he didn't see his underwear fall out. Ah, so I guess as a force goes, he had time to stitch himself some new robes as well. See, that's what I'm saying. Sewing is going to be a very major part of this movie. Yes, I definitely I could definitely see that being um, uh, an Abrams point. Yeah. So uh, basically, as Luke becomes a Force ghost, there's some struggle for his ghost in terms of where it belongs. I guess this has to do with the Knights of Ren. So the idea is that the Knights of Ren actually are already dead. Um, And so Kylo is controlling them in the afterlife or whatever they are. They're trying to take control of Luke's soul. And then apparently, you know, Anakin... uh, Yoda, Obi-Wan, then they're kind of involved. And this is actually going to uh, expand into an entire cartoon universe of just the Force realm with these Force mm-hmm. ghosts fighting each other. So what do you think about that idea? Well, will they have ghost saber battles? Ooh, that would be amazing. So what do you think? What do you rate that leak as? I mean, you give it any credence? That's the actual leak? I thought you were just making that up. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that is that is speculation. You can find it on our website, actually, fakingstarwars.net. Oh. Yeah, we actually okay, have... Okay, so this isn't a leak. Like, not, someone hasn't said this is definitely in the movie. This is speculation about the movie. Yeah, it's sort of in between a leak and speculation. Um, so, wild speculation. Yeah, fairly wild. Yeah, I would say fairly wild. Yeah. I would think that there wouldn't be time to um, develop the ghost realm. Because they have a lot to do in this movie, they have to. Yeah, that's true. They have to close this. They have to close this whole chapter, and um, I can't see how the good guys win in one movie. Okay, well, okay, that's something we we have to come back to because that's another important point to talk about with Episode Nine. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up that I've heard is a possibility. Um, 
is actually relating to the Force Awakens too. So it'll be interesting to see how J.J. Abrams brings brings this about. Do you remember uh, when Ray touches Luke's saber in the Force yes. Awakens when she sensually opens up that box and strokes his saber? I think you uh, you were reading things in there that uh, weren't there. That scene was not if you quite rec- as sensual as uh, you seem to make up. <laughs> well, if you recall, uh, she had a vision of a of a field with lots of dead bodies and mm-hmm. what appeared to be Kylo Ren and some yeah. other warriors. Okay, and we are left thinking that this was um, this was actually uh, the scene of Kylo destroying the temple. Like Luke's mm-hmm. temple, so yes. so that's a possibility. Uh, but actually, what we're being told now as as another possibility is that she she did not only see the past, but she also saw the future. Mm. And if you remember, there are some other scenes in there, like uh, the battle in in, in the um, in the forest in winter, you know, with the yeah. snow falling. That she saw that in the force uh, the force back as well. So it's it's possible that uh, she was seeing both. Uh, things before and after yet to come so it's like the ghost of christmas present in a way okay so that means that uh possibly we are going to see that in uh this movie episode nine something doing with kylo ren slaughtering hundreds of people with a team of uh, warriors at his side Uh, that would make sense that he would put together um a a team however who do you think who do you think it is that he'd be slaughtering how many years have passed since uh, the last the last movie? I've heard everywhere from three to five. You know, mm-hmm. it's not been made uh, clear yet. I don't think, but yeah, probably three to five. Because uh, okay, well, I guess I'd say it would take longer than that to train a, a force user, but uh, quite clearly we've seen otherwise in all the Star Wars <laughs> movies. Well, yeah, and that's a whole other story. But yeah, I mean, it's I've, really I've, pretty quick. <laughs> I, I heard that it's actually going to be uh, possibly um, the new uh, Force Padawans or whatever, the Jedi that, that Ray tries to teach, that mm. Kylo is going to come and is going to destroy that. Okay, so. but then Ray's not really in a situation to teach. Well, I guess she, she'll have had three to five years to read those books. That's, pro- that's doable, so... Yeah, I mean, depending on how how she does when she gets pregnant with Poe's baby in the uh, you know in the time uh, subsequent to Episode Nine, she may have had time then. Um, I will guess. I guess uh, you know uh, she can hold down a job and and raise her child as well. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's a she's a strong force using woman. Yeah. So that's about it in terms of stuff that I've heard the last few days. I mean, there is a whole bunch of other stuff that's just garbage. But uh, the other thing that some people have been discussing is the idea of Episode Nine, um, kind of what you were saying, that there's a lot to do in this movie. You have the whole Leia problem to take care of, uh, a, whole, a whole bunch of stuff to deal with. Um, and so it seems like it would make sense if Lucasfilm split Episode Nine into two, two parts. Oh, well, yes. Of course. I, I always think that's really cheap, but yeah. yes, I could see them doing that because I, I, I literally don't. They're basically right now um, sort of at the point where like they were in The Force Awakens, or not so in The Force Awakens, in, the, in uh, like A New Hope, if you will. Like um, it, this, it's, it's not directly, it's not directly like uh, in Empire where They've already had a major, like, I guess, they, yes, I guess, okay, it is kind of, like, they had a major victory, but they just got annihilated to the point where there are, like, a couple dozen rebels left at all. Even, even, um, even in, like, the when the Empire takes hot, that's not the only rebel cell. Right. Like, that's just, they, that's one base, right? Like, you know the rebels are bigger than that. It's not like they put all their eggs in one basket, but they're lit. The um, the resistance is literally gone. Yeah, but in this movie, we know that actually there were only twelve of them left. Like at the yeah, end of so, the, at the end of the Last Jedi, we saw we could see how many people were there. Actually, like they're worse off than than like uh, pre Rogue One. Like even in Rogue One, the rebels were stronger. Like they've really just set it back to like the kernels of okay. 
we're we're unhappy people that need to put together some sort of um, uh, re resistance to this new threat. Uh, and I, I, they really reset it too, I think, a bit too far. Like if they had let yeah. more of the resistance escape, it would have had a nucleus of a fleet. Like basically they wiped out every ship they have and 99% of their people. Exactly. So, I mean, the only leader left is Leia, who quite clearly has issues. Like, she has to die pretty quick in the next movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, unless Poe, po, Finn, and Ray can take down the uh, First Order by themselves, uh, they don't. there's not much left. Well, it's kind of prophetic. It's like what uh, a Hobby said in... Um, the Empire Strikes Back. He's like, right now I feel like I could take on the whole Empire myself. And Luke said, I know what you mean. So maybe that and is what happens. Literally, now literally they're going to do... Well, okay, but yeah. the First Order isn't as strong as the Empire as well. Are uh, they not? Yeah, I guess, guess they're not. I mean, I, I guess I, I guess if I had to write this with this dilemma, I'd have it so that the Resistance doesn't take down the First Order. The Resistance just manages to show they're vulnerable and then get all of the other thousands of star systems to gang up on them. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Or it could just be a lost ending where, you know, somebody just wakes up and they find out that they're still on Tatooine. And, yeah. So. Are you excited for the new movie? A little. A little, yeah. I mean, now I have to, I have to see how this ends now because it's, it's not like, it's not like prequel screwed up, but both those movies went in radically different directions. <laughs> yeah. I, just want to I mean, I think it. I think the thing is, like, you know, they've given us a lot of time to digest the Last Jedi, you know, yeah. and to compare it with the Force Awakens. And the more and more and more I think about that movie, I mean, the more I like certain aspects of it. But then other things, I'm just like, it was so bonkers, Looney Tunes, like as a Star Wars movie. It's just, it's really hard to place in the universe even at all. Well, they they just don't go together like the the two directors <laughs> did not work together to make a plan and and they had very different visions of what was going on it they i think clearly they clearly the never had a beer was... together at all right like they never no. sat down in a bar and they were like no. hey let's hash this out or you know let's trade ideas even i mean it was yeah. just yeah <laughs> so i don't i don't know where they're going with it but it's going to be interesting cuz like uh, I, I think they should have just got someone completely different, not Abrams, to do, um, like, put Quentin Tarantino in charge of the third one. And let's just, <laughs> let's just go down this rabbit hole, just, man. Just, just put in all the chips, you know. Let's just, uh, yeah. Full tilt. Let's go on full tilt here. <laughs> oh. I mean, BB-8 oh, did it, right? So we all can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. All in, uh, baby. All in. Great. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, yeah, it's been good having you on the show today, IG. So, all right. And now a sexy word from our sexy sponsors. Mm, Master Yoda's hypnotherapy. Control your anger, you cannot. Pizza, you cannot stop eating. Star Wars leaks, you are obsessed with, to the point of being boring and emotionally unavailable. <laughs> Metachlorians you lack. The power of force hypnosis you need. Come to your home, I will. Candles I will light. Your mind, yes, your subconscious mind. Control it, I will. Do not underestimate the power of Yoda's hypnosis. Or bad habits you will never break. A force ghost am I. Much free time do I have. Padawan learners to train, I have not. Into your eyes, I will stare. Your problem, I will fix. Into my bank account, all your credits, you will deposit. <laughs> Yoda's force hypnosis. Try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Play, 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 play
All right, Teeb. Well, uh, I know you have a huge presence on Twitter. Uh, are you jealous that I have more Twitter followers than you? There's no way you have more Twitter followers than I do. Oh, look at me. Well, I have 15 fake accounts, so when you add them all together, it might be the same 20 people, but I think it's more than you. But aren't you following yourself on some of these? Oh, of and course. And then you're tweeting yourself because that's that's like a total zero. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I, I'm content being mediocre when it comes to that. So, well, this well, is all a... my followers are either real or Russian porn accounts. So, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll take them all. Or, or, or what are those things in India? They're like click bays where they're, you know, click bays where they just uh, employ people to click, click, click. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. I knew I could count on you to, uh, to uh, support, um, you know, uh, uh, in unjust labor practices in, in foreign countries. Oh, but definitely. My I faith mean... in you has been restored. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this tweet comes to us from uh, Jedi underscore Kira. Jedi underscore Kira. Kira Ray Solo on Twitter writes, Hey, faking Star Wars radio with Dominic Moynihan joining the cast of Episode Nine. Do you think we will see hobbits in Star Wars now? What do you it's think? Fa- it's fascinating you bring this up because I was just thinking, you know what Thrawn needs? Yes. He needs a he needs a toady. He oh, needs absolutely. What are we gonna do now today, Thrawn? Are we gonna take out the bad guys? Are we gonna get the guy? We're gonna get him? Are we gonna take him out? That would be perfect for Dominic Moynihan. I agree. Charlie, Charlie mixed with Salacious Crumb, right? Charlie from Lost and Salacious Crumb. He, we do need a new Salacious Crumb in this trilogy. That's that's been one element that has been sorely lacking. So I'm hoping he can fill that void for us. And he needs to be addicted to something, and inexplicably Thrawn keeps him around as the one thing that it's his one stupid weakness that Thrawn has, because typically Thrawn is known for giving Zulu not not caring about anybody's feelings, right. always getting to the mission. But it would be interesting to have like a little, you know, let's go get him, let's go get him, Thrawn. So are and he's you... like constantly. Oh, sorry. Are you convinced that Thrawn is going to be in episode nine then? I don't know, but uh, I just saw something about Matthew Davis uh, or Matt Davis. Yeah, from and, Doctor uh, Who. Yeah, I mean, if he isn't Thrawn, I don't know. Yeah, but isn't Thrawn be. blue? Matt Matt Davis doesn't have blue skin, so I, I'm not sure what you're getting at there. Well, they can just drop him and dye him. They can like drop him in the tank, like they did in uh, in the Batman, like with Jack Nicholson, because Jack Nicholson actually he is now pure white is that how they do that i was always curious how they did that oh okay well so you're saying like for his next roles they had he has to go into like makeup to cover up the white and stuff like that exactly and Ah, in this case matthew davis will become blue and then he will need makeup to cover up the blue so that's why they get paid so much to be in star wars movies for things like that well i mean it's worth it isn't it i mean i'd do it sure sure. i would love to be blue yeah i mean if you think about it it would nobody would you would be known forever as the the, the blue guy, you know, blue you could, man. You could even start a group where you hit stuff and go on tour in Vegas. Do they still exist? I thought they were like banned because they were toxic masculinity and hitting things with sticks and being all man and men. That big could be heads. wasn't Wasn't part of their their shtick that they were from an alien planet though? I think they were actually inspired by Thrawn. Maybe Disney actually came in and sued them for property infringement, you know, property rights infringement or something on that. Well, Disney probably bought them. Ah, that could be. Oh, hey, maybe we'll see the Blue Man Group in this movie then. That could be Thrawn's little henchman thing. Maybe that's who uh, Dominic Moynihan is going to be one of the Blue Men. That makes sense. Cool. See, we just we just wrote the movie for him. They 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 cha-ching, give me my money. It's it would not be the first time here that uh, some true. of our speculations have come true. So this is true. Great, great. Well, uh, if you'd like to send us a tweet to get on Twitter, uh, you can tweet Willie Bobo at Faking Star Wars or tweet me at Duper Storm, and we'll be sure to get it on the next episode of the podcast. So, all right. Um, well, it's been a few weeks since we've had an episode. So we decided to do something very special. We're known for our interviews, but this one is going to just knock your socks off. Here in the studio today with me, we have none other than the director of Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and the director of Star Wars Episode 9, 
Mr. J.J. Abrams. Welcome to the studio, J.J. How are you on this nice day? Uh, thank you very much. I'm really happy. I'm really, really glad to be here, actually. It's a great studio. Thanks. Uh, J.J., are you a fan of the podcast? No, I, I actually hate podcasts. I, 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 my agent insisted that I get on this podcast, and so I'm here because I'm afraid of my agent. Well, we are happy that you listened to him because we've been trying to get an interview with you for a long time, if you didn't know that. Many people have tried, and many have failed, but my agent, I don't know what you have on him. Maybe you know things about him that I don't know, but, um, well, I'm here. Well, here that, I am. That would be uh, part of our secret black ops blackmail program, which uh, the internship program for that just closed. We actually have enough people right now. so. Well, that's great news for you. Well, we asked a lot of our fans on Twitter if they had questions for you coming into this interview, um, and I'm just going to get straight into it. First of all, why did you decide to do Episode 9? Um, because Episode 7 was was a really big hit. I was able to take other people's ideas from the 70s, and then I was able to make a lot of money off of that, and I thought, you know, money is okay. And so I thought I, it would be a good idea to go ahead and make Episode 9 because I can get more money. And then I can I can I can make more TV series that that just go on and on and have no ending. Huh. Okay, that sounds fantastic. I love the creativity. So, uh, is there going to be like a mystery box involved in episode nine at all? Um, well, there might be, but uh, I, I'm not going to tell you. We we tend to find out all the leaks uh, earlier than everyone anyway, so it probably wouldn't matter if you told us everything. Well. Um, there's probably going to be some things from Maz Kantanata, her past. Um, maybe why she loves uh, Chewbacca so much, because um, maybe she had a bit of an affair with Chewbacca. Or really? maybe some of Chewbacca's friends. There might be some goodies in there, some things that uh, are not appropriate for children. I don't want to get too much into that, of course. Oh, it sounds explosive in more ways than one. So uh, a lot of people are wondering, JJ, what hair products do you use? Um, I am a big fan of John John Travolta, and um, he actually makes his own hair products from um, bison uh, that he has ground up into um, a farm in Idaho. Wow. Uh, and, yes, he uses a special kind of cream, and um, I, I can't get – I, I I don't know all the science behind it's probably it. Probably proprietary. It, it, I, exactly. He doesn't tell me. I just buy it from him. Uh, it's about a thousand dollars an ounce, um, as the mm. as the market goes, and uh, it keeps my hair very nice and coiffed. It's probably difficult to make everything sync together, especially when this is going to be the capstone of the whole trilogy of trilogies, as it were. What uh, would you change if there was one thing you could change about the Last Jedi? What would it be? If I could change one thing about The Last Jedi, I would probably have killed Tico and not her sister. Her sister was cool. Tico is kind of a very annoying person. Oh, you're talking about Rose? Rose Tico? Yeah. Yeah, I think so I would kill her. So you have the choice her. to kill her off early in Episode Nine. Is that what you're going to do? Well... You, you might know, you might that's, face that's some difficult. backlash, you know, from the uh, from the people who just felt that she added a lot to the trilogy, you know, and and her character. Yeah, that and I think that's the problem is that I think we spend so much time worrying about what you people think and not enough time worrying about what I think. Well, speak for yourself, I JJ. I wrote the scripts to the original Star Wars uh, trilogy. You did. Oh, that that's uh, fascinating stuff. So, I didn't so know be that. Be careful how you throw around that word "you." That's not very gender inclusive as well, because I'm non-binary identifying. So, oh, I thought you were a droid. No, no. When you call me, when you, whenever you address me, you have to consider that I I have a split personhood. I'm I I don't I don't respond to you. I respond to you and them. So you have to call me you and them at the same time. I and me think that we that uh, me pers uh, my person me I should. I should like to not have Rose Tico in the movie very long. Interesting. But I think that we would receive so much hate that it just wouldn't be worth it. It's just okay to leave her in there. Let her roll around in filth and slime and whatever else she wants to do. I don't care. Who really cares? Okay. Okay. Very good. 
Well, uh, there have been some rumors and speculations on Mike Zero's YouTube channel and some other people's about Episode Nine being split into two parts. So how many parts will it be split into, and are you directing all of those parts? Well, that's a vicious rumor, and I don't think that we'll be splitting anything. Uh, you know, there's only one me and me and I and my and I me my. I think that <laughs> that 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 I need me and my I my. We need one movie because that that is good for me because then I can maybe get to an ending because I have a really hard time finding an ending. And if I have right. more movies, I will just keep making movies and there'll be no ending. It'll be like, I'll be lost in the, well, I shouldn't have said lost. Uh, Ooh, yeah. That, like that bring brings that up, up a real sore point for a lot of fans. Yes. Okay, yes. Well, I don't want to mire you with too much speculation and force you to give away too many secrets. Um, but we are curious about John Williams. Uh, I've heard that this is the last movie, last Star Wars movie that he's ever going to score. Um, is he doing it from home? He's actually doing it from a bathroom server. Okay. Is what I what I understand. So, um, unless you know something that I don't know, that he's very talented. He could basically do this in his child's swimming pool. Why not have an actual like paid concert conducted from his bathroom or from a swimming pool? That would be that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I'd pay money to see that. Does it leave you a little bit with remorse for being the one to make the last movie in the saga? There was such a long time before the before Force Awakens came out that it should be me that ends it because I brought it back. Well, JJ, is there anything else you'd like to say to our fans out there uh, in podcast land? No matter what happens and no matter what anybody says about it, what Star Wars means to you is the only thing that matters. And I don't like Rose Tico. I don't like her character. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing her slaughtered at the very beginning of Episode Nine. Thanks a lot, JJ. You know, you're welcome. You're you're lucky to have me, my, and me, I. Well, that's all for this week. If you'd like to follow us on Faking Star Wars uh, Twitter handle, it's at Faking Star Wars. I am Duper Storm on Twitter. Uh, you can submit a question for us. Use the hashtag, hashtag FSWRadio, and we may read it for you next week. Again, you can join our Patreon as low as $5 a month to get some fantastic prizes. Uh, that Patreon is just surging forward, and we are going to start adding more things to it as it becomes more populated with your money. As always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, satire, and thanks to all of you for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. <laughs>